Heavenly Father, help me uh, help me to let go of everything I know about you, the steps, recovery, the big book, what's best for me, what's best for others. Especially help me let go of all my ideas so I can live on your truth. Heavenly Father, have mercy on me, a sinner. Help me to carry your message today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, some guy was telling me that he came to my meeting and it's not my meeting. This is God's meeting. This is God speaking to us. And uh, uh, it's just a privilege to be able to do it. He gave me the ability to do the lesson. And that's it. Don't take any other credit for it. We're doing a second step proposition exercise. And we have uh, Eric came back from North Carolina. He said it's very powerful. Uh, this is really one of the it's by Dave Fredrickson, and I first found this from May 14, 2001, Fellowship of the Spirit uh, weekend with Mark Houston. It's great. I printed out the whole weekend, and I've, I have listened to that uh, many times. It's helped me a lot through the years. Uh, the second step, proposition exercise. Hi, Jody. How are you? The second step proposition exercise is on fear. And a lot of people don't know that when they look. The second step has a question in it on page 53. When I became an alcoholic crushed by a self-imposed crisis, I could not postpone evade. I had to face the proposition, which is the question that God is everything or nothing. And when I had reached that self-imposed crisis, I had to I had to say to myself, I can't do this. God help me. And I said to myself, although I didn't realize at the time, God is everything and I need him. I'm nothing. I can't fix this. I'm completely defeated. It's, it's mastered me. And so they say, what is your choice to be? So the question every day, and like Eric said, it's every minute, is who is going to manage my life? What is my choice? Is it God right now or me? Now, I know it's me if I'm disturbed at all. I know it's me if I'm afraid of anything. It's me if I find people irritating or bothering me and getting a little angry. It's me when I think about the shame and guilt of my life, the mistakes I made, um, and I dwell on that. Um, if I'm not with God, I don't have any rest. I don't have any peace. And Stu and I have been studying scripture. Uh, come, in, come to me, those who are heavy laden and weary, and I will give you rest. And I realize that that's what I've gotten in AA, is rest with God. And what a gift. And the reason I need that is because I'm heavy laden and weary from carrying around me. I carry me on my back. They used to, when people were uh, convicted of murder, they had to carry the person they killed on their back. And the Romans thought of that one. And uh, it wasn't good. And you didn't live very long. And uh, we carry all of our sins. We carry our self-centeredness, all of our old ideas. We carry it all on our backs. And we get weary and heavy laden. And I don't have to be that way anymore. That's what AA, the steps set me free of that. 
I get rest now with God. I don't have to be burdened by that. I don't have to carry that crap around. Now, I still get start to do it, but I have tools now to let go of it, to just let it off my back. Is that something? Now, I was chained to it when I came in. Now, all I have to do is pull this little string, and it's off. Now, why don't I pull the string for a while? That's alcoholism. But I don't want to walk around each day with it on my back. It's exhausting. In fact, when I gave up the first time, in that magic moment, when I asked God to help me, I felt like something had been lifted off of me. I can't explain it to anybody. People in AA may understand. But when I did that, I felt, I felt it starting to, I felt different. I still had all the crap but I felt different. So we've, this is our third uh, session on this, and they made me promise we would finish today. And uh, I don't know, it's gonna be close. Uh, but uh, just the, the first page, and it's in small print on the site because Patty's printer, well, it's small when we print it out because her printer is, she's got rid of her commercial printer and so they talk in the beginning about that question, and they talk about our ego and our egocentric core. And we're dominated by our narcissistic personality. And, and unless we're willing, when we truly believe that I can get rest from God, that God can give me rest, I'm no longer truly an alcoholic. That's what he's saying in here, that when we lose this narcissistic element, give up reliance in our omnipotence, we're different. And we're willing then to accept help, guidance, and control from the outside. Now, the reason this is important is I never thought about it, but the reason people don't really want to accept help is they really aren't defeated in the first step, and they're not uh, willing to believe that God can give them rest and they're still holding on, and they're not ready to kind of willing to pull the strings. And when they do that, they, they, the rest of the steps don't work. And they say, if we lose this permanently, and we're going to God all the time, and we realize that God is the only one that can give me rest, and I need him all the time, then we're not, we're not alcoholic in our minds, and we can stay sober permanently. Now, the steps allow me to do that. Without the steps, you can't do it. Because the ego comes back and it rebuilds quickly. So, he says, when we truly accept that step two at our deepest inner structure, sustain that inner feeling of acceptance that God is what I need, we can remain sober. When we give up relying on ourselves and we get guidance from the outside, we, and we lose this narcissistic personality permanently. Now remember, what we're trying to change is our personality. Now, a narcissistic personality means you worship yourself. And uh, if you look on Google, I haven't Googled it, probably somebody will and tell me I'm wrong, but I remember looking it up, it's not treatable. You can't treat it with medicine or therapy. It, these people are, because they're not willing to give up on themselves. Have you ever noticed that if you tried to work with some alcoholics? They're not willing to give it up. Even though their lives are a mess and they admit it, they're just not willing to give it up. 
I'm looking around the room at all the people who aren't here today. And a lot of them may be fine, but I know some aren't, and they're just not willing to give it up. Why, they, why that is, I don't know. We're not better than them. Something happened to us, and we were willing to give it up. Now, we could be willing to give it up today, and all of us, but we can lose it forever if we stop doing the deal. That's my, my view of it. I have to seek God all the time, seek Him whenever I'm disturbed. I mean, I have to walk with God all the time or else I get lost quickly. And if I don't do well for a while, I go to God, He forgives me. Let's start the day over. And it says, if we don't do this, our egocentric nature will resert itself with undiminished intensity and drinking will get entered into the picture. And I think we get a period of grace when we come here. You know, we get 30, 60, 90 days where things are great. I'm not drinking, life is great. You hear it all the time, the promise is coming true and they're singing and dancing and all that stuff. But uh, if you don't do the work to get God as the center of your life, it rebuilds and it rebuilds subtly. I'm not gonna go on Saturday, he talks too much. Twice a week's enough for him. And then the next thing you know is, you know, oh, she's nagging me. Uh, and I've worked so hard at being sober and I should get a drink. I was sober thir three months. I could do it again, right? Made too much of it and you never see him again. This is a fatal disease. We've had people die lately and uh, this is a fatal disease. And if you don't die physically, you're dead mentally. There's no point in being alive at some point. That's why alcoholics have a high suicide rate. And then he says on the next page, uh, if we concede that our life, uh, we don't concede that our life outside of AA is unmanageable. We come to AA and everything seems good for a while, but we're still managing our life. And then remember, people don't do what we want and then things build up. And he says, we have to give God everything. Now, I don't do that every day, I try but then I start managing in some area of my life. And I have to say, uh-oh, there I go again. Give that up. Don't do that, Michael. And stop it. And I need God's help. I can't do it intellectually. I have to say, God, you know. And, and he's so good because he takes it away whenever I ask. Not a lot of requirements for God to work in my life, just for me to ask him and be willing to let go. That's not, that's not expensive, is it? You know, you don't need to pay uh, $8,000 for treatment just to say, God, please help me and let go. It's pretty cheap. And a big book's only $5, I might add. Actually, the price has gone up. I looked on Amazon. It used to be five bucks, it's like $18. Have we gotten that more brilliant? It's the same book, anyway. Uh, I, I'm really off today, my jokes aren't funny. Um, so we have to write, it says here, that we don't get a vote on how we run our life. God runs it, I don't vote. And it, my life is none of my damn business. I like that quote. Because I like Chuck C, what he said, it's my business to do God's business. That's it, and God's business to take care of me. And that's the third step contract. God will give me everything I need if I stay close to him and do his work well. And I have to decide that what I want and my actions in my life I have to give to God. 
And what I want does not matter. Damn. What I want does not matter. It, what, what I want does not matter for you or for what you should do or what they should do or what I need to get to be happy. It doesn't matter. It's what God wants that's important. And whenever I'm living where what I want matters, then I'm going to have fear because I'm afraid I won't get it or they're not doing what I want, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he, suge he set, talks about the set-aside prayer on page two, and then the exercise is very complicated. You just, to get a piece of paper, you draw a line down it. Now, a lot of alcoholics doesn't know what that means. It's a piece of paper, and you draw a line down it. And they'll ask me, what kind of paper? What color line? I didn't have any ink, doctor. I can't do it. It's too much. And then you write, what areas of my life have I not given or I'm not willing to give to God? Now, in the beginning, he suggests using the tornado exercise to identify those areas. And you identify them by whatever area of your life you're having uh, issues with. And he suggests that you, you go to whoever you're living with, uh, kids, relatives, work, traffic, food store, uh, anything that's, that's causing you issues. Church, church members, uh, the news, uh, political parties, anything that you're not, that's bothering you. Any area that you have problems of control. That's what you're identifying, your problem areas of control because we're trying to manage that. And when we manage, guess what happens? We have fear. What, is, what do we talk about, the big book says about fear? Self-reliance fails me. When I'm relying on myself, I will have fear. And I have to live on a different basis. Anybody know what it is? Basis of relying and trusting on God. Now that's not easy. Now how do we do that? Well, that's what the that's what the steps are about. Step four is where we identify where we're not relying and trusting on God. And what happened when we weren't relying and trusting on God. And six and seven is how we, we ask God to change the way we're seeing things when we're not relying and trusting on him and help me see it differently. What character defects are coming into play? Eight and nine is where we have fear of some people because we've harmed them and we want to get rid of that fear. So we have to make these amends. And God has to direct us how to do that with another person. Then step 10 is all day. When am I uh, separating from God? I watch for selfishness, desires, the resentment, and fear. When these crop up, not if they happen, I ask God to remove them. Crop up, notice, not blow up. And, and then it has instructions on that. And it says, I must carry a vision of God's will in all my activities. How can I best serve him? And then I can use my willpower all I want when it's aligned with God. When my willpower is aligned with me, bad things happen. When my willpower is aligned with God, I can do anything I want. And so um, you look at these uh, and you ask yourself, have I given any of the, all these relationships an outcome to God? Am I trying to control them? When I think of people or things, does the hair on the back of my neck stand up or I'm at peace? Do people bother me? 
Another thing you could do is AA meetings. Anybody bother you in AA? Anybody bother you at AA meetings? Now, if you're really alcoholic, I don't think you can go throughout an AA meeting without seeing somebody that maybe needs a little work, you know? Needs, needs a little work, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah, Mark doesn't, but sometimes I do. Some people need a lot of work, and some of them are looking at me, and they say, boy, he needs a lot of work. You know, it's just we do it. In what areas of my life have I been unhappy, frustrated, angry, or upset lately? So you do one on your four-step with your sponsor, and he could do, he probably has the same areas, and you do it, and then you need to do it every day all the time. And they talk about making these cards, and a lot of people have done it, I've made them, and uh, I don't know where they are anymore because I just know uh, when I'm doing this what I need to do, why am I afraid, and what the prayers are. So the example he uses, and you can have a million are jobs, finance, investments, relationships, spirituality, physical condition, uh, church, uh, news channels, political parties today, people in politics that we hate, oh, I can't stand that person, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then you write, why am I afraid to give these areas to God? That's the key. If I'm, if I'm managing these areas, why don't I want to give them to God? We've made a decision, step three, that God's going to manage our life, right? He's the director, but yet we have areas that we're managing. How does that happen? Because we're alcoholics. Now, real people have this real bad, but they're not alcoholics, and they think they're right. And they, and they can be disturbed, but they're not going to drink over it. And their lives may be a mess. I'm not judging them, but I think everybody could use this. Because why, why, uh, why aren't we coming and when we're heavy laden and burdened and asking him for rest? Why am I afraid to give him to God? And then you write it out. Why are you afraid? And he says, you number your fears, and on the, and over you write the corresponding number at the back of the sheet. So now you have your list of your fears, and you've written out why you're afraid to give them to God. Well, money. Why am I afraid to give money to God? Why I won't get enough. He doesn't know what I need. But it's God's money. Everything's God. And then I'll think, no matter how much money I have, it won't be enough. You get it? And so, or I need a bigger house, or I need to sell the house. Why am I giving the selling of the house to God? Well, I may, I may not get, get the right price or whatever. You know, it's nonsense. And so, I, you know, we have our house in the market. I've given that to God, and I don't even think about it uh, till it happens, and then I'll be afraid we won't be able to get the right house and then the mover won't come in time. Ah. So I, I haven't worried about that yet because I have given the cell yet. And then when that comes up, I'll have to give that to God because it'll all work out. Now, the other thing that's helped me with fear is it says on page 100, when we look back, the things that have happened when I put myself in God's hands were better than anything that I've planned. And I've had some tough things happen in sobriety. And I've given them these things to God to take away my fear, and they, it's worked out. It's amazing how it's all, and it's worked out in ways I wouldn't have ever predicted. So I, I've learned that I don't know what's best for me. Didn't we t say that? 
and I don't, and what I want doesn't matter, and yet we still manage. <coughs> God, we're tough, <coughs> but God, God's there for us. So we number the fears, and then here's the prayer. We went through it on the big book, page 68. We ask God, him, God, to remove the fear, take it away, and direct our attention to what he would have me be. We're at the bottom of the second page. So God, remove my fear of money and direct my attention to how I should be. And we'll talk about that in a second. The problem with alcoholics is that we, we stop with the first part, God, remove my fear, and we forget the direct my attention, my focus, my thinking to how I should be. Now that's a very important point because AA is not, all, it's not asking God what I should do. We ask God how we should be. And if we be loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considerate, compassion, we'll get that back. If we bring love in every situation, we'll get it back even if they don't give it to us. God will give it to us. How I should be. And if I be God's character, the right-hand side, my actions will be better. When I be Michael, watch out. Any of you react and say, gee, I shouldn't have done that. Anybody say that? Because you were reacting in your, in your self-centered character. We have emails now. People text a lot. You ever get somebody's text? And you go, wow, they're having a bad day uh, because they were in self. And we don't want to react. Remember, on page 85, we're only in a position of neutrality towards alcohol when we're in fit spiritual condition. And if we're not in fit spiritual condition, we're going to be in conflict with everybody and everything and everyone. So fit spiritual condition is when I'm being God's character. It's not that complicated. The left-hand side impatient, intolerant, judgmental, angry, lustful, fearful, blah, 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 blah. When I'm being that character and those character defects, then look at the actions and look at my, the way I react. And when I be loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considered, compassionate, how are things go? That's AA, and that's six and seven, which people don't talk about a lot. Six and seven you have to do all the time. Whenever you're disturbed, you're on the wrong side of the spiritual checklist. And the spiritual checklist is on the site. And I had the cards, but she stopped printing them out. I could probably given a thousand of them away. And so how I should be is the key. Not how, what I should do, how I should be. And it says most alcoholics miss the second part of the being. So meditate on what God wants us to be. And you know, that's the vision of God's will in all my activities. Be loving, be kind, be patient, be me, be my character. Act the way I, I am, be me. And that's what the, they start out with the six steps in the Oxford group on how they could be the character of God, how they could practice the principles of Christianity in the first century and how they could be that. And we want to be that because when we be that, we won't drink, right? Now, when, we, when we're not being God's character, we're at risk. And he says there's a big difference between being and doing. And if we're going to go on a trip, 
You have to know where you're going to starting from, and you have to know where you want to go, where God wants us to be, and then you figure out how to get there. It's the same thing with dealing with our egos. Anybody have an ego? Yeah, I have an ego that tells me crap all the time. And I don't have to listen. We need to go where our ego has, we need to know where our ego has us deluded, where he thinks we need to be. And then we have to realize we should be going where God wants us to be and come up with a plan on getting there. And that's the problem, we have this delusion and the ego deludes us to where I need to be. And then we're lost. We, we, we go somewhere and it's not where we want to go. It's not on the path of spiritual progress, right? And well, I may finish, I got a chance. And remember the instructions on step 10. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. And remember, we're supposed to meditate each day on page 83 with the family on how I can be patient, loving, kind, kind, how I can be. And the St. Francis prayer that a lot of people like, it's on the back of the checklist, is how I sh what I bring, how I be a channel of peace, and how I bring God's character in every situation. I want to comfort instead of be comforted, understand instead of be understanding, to love instead of be loved. It's by self-forgetting that one finds. So we write a vision that God wants us to be for each thing. So for some of these, he talks about, I haven't given career a job. With me, it was the people at work. It was the people who ran the hospital. Oh, I'm still getting, I'm getting there already. Uh, why am I afraid to give that, those areas to God? Well. I don't run the hospital, I work for God. And these people I only have power over me if I give it to them. And uh, why are you afraid of giving career, not getting what I want, not enough money? Why are you afraid of giving health or your body or your marriage or relationships? I think people, a lot of people I know in AA have marriage or relationships issues. Have you ever heard of that in AA? Why, you're not gonna get your want, what you want. You're not going to be loved enough, intimate, control, finances, not providing money, not enough money, sex life, not enough sex, no intimacy, spiritual life. I'm afraid to give God because I'm afraid to trust him. And then what God wants us to be, just wrote a, a bunch of things here, grateful for what I have. I have to be grateful for what I have all the time. And what I have is I'm sober. And I'm not where I was 20-some years ago when my life was in FMS. And look at what God's done for me. And I'm grateful today for grace, for the grace of God. And like if I'm worried about money, I'd be grateful for what I have. And if I'm worried about spend less <laughs> or go back to work, Michael, you get it? And, and I don't have to be fear. I, he may want me to be a certain way, and then I take certain actions. And he talks about, you know, I marriage a relationship, uh, be trusting, be a good steward, be faithful, humble, honest, prayer. And, and I, why am I afraid to give relationships to God? Because I'm not getting what I want. But 
No, God wants me to be loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considerate, compassionate. Not worry about what I'm getting, worry about what I be. Because I can't control other people anyway, right? And so this is a good exercise. And so, uh, well, for starters, in his morning meditation for the big book, it says, we continue to watch. And I said, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. So we add this card into our morning and put prayers into what we're going to watch for each day. I, in my relationship, I have to watch for not, her not doing what I want or not reacting to me the way I think she should. And I have to say, well, why am I not giving her to God? And, and she's great. And so I have to be loving, kind, tolerant, patient. Just be a good husband, Michael. Stop with all your nonsense. Now, I don't actually have to say that all the time. I just know it. And how am I looking at her? Am I looking at her with love? Or am I looking at her with a discerning, discerning mind? You get it? Like she's making uh, prime rib today. And I had to, it just hurt me to ask her how she was going to make it and if she was going to season it right and if she's going to blah, blah, blah. You get it? I just, just kept my mouth shut. It was, and because she, she'll do it great. And guess what? I think she knows how to do it. Now, that's a silly example, but you could get disturbed by that. Or you could bring it up, and then she gets upset with you. And then you're, you know, there you go. You've ruined that 10 minutes and, uh, or maybe an hour. Who knows? But she's used to me now, and she doesn't pay any attention to me. So then that bothers me because she won't listen. I'm just going on. I'm in a good mood. It's Christmas. All right, let me, let me get going, finish this. So... Um, you, you don't get a promotion at work. You're upset, you're agitated. And, and you have to look at that. Uh, why am I not giving that to God? Be grateful for the job. Look for a different job if you don't like it. Be happy with what you have. Grateful always works. Humble. So we, we ask for each specific fear. And he says, God, please help me. Father, I'm in trouble here in this state. I can't be a help to you or those about me. Father, please remove my anger, fear not getting a one and not having enough money, not be able to provide for my family. It's just a good example, amen. And just let it go. Then we flip the card over and we pray for the vision of God's will for us. I keep it simple. Be loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considerate, compassionate. Patience in knowing, gratitude for what I have, patience in knowing that everybody in AA should be grateful all the time. We're just alive. We have peace. I'm grateful for peace, patience, faithfulness, loving me, trust in you. And replace uh, all my fears with gratitude for what I have, patience in knowing you have a plan for my life, faithfulness, the fact that God loves me and wants the best for me. Trust in you, and you always provide what I need if I keep close to you and perform you. And a lot of times what I need is just peace, just to be okay with what's happening. It is what it is. Last we say, how specifically can I be patient, honest, trusting, loving, grateful, faithful, stored for God right here? And I like that, faithful, stored for God. So people come to me with problems now, and they say, drop your rock and be a faithful steward to God. 
Now get to work and resolutely turn your attention to make this so you'll get on the beam. So it's a great exercise. And, and then you, you need to do it the rest of your life. And then here's the uh, spiritual checklist on the back. Personality characteristics of self-will. I don't need more of that, do I, Brian? No, no, I got plenty of that. Uh, I don't think it has judgment on there. Might have to add that. How do you feel? Well, it, it's impatient, intolerant, inconsiderate. I feel restless, irritable, guilt, shame, or discontent, and then we drink. And then personnel characteristics of self-will. And how do you feel good? You're at peace because you're, you're with God. I can't practice God's character and be in my character at the same time. It won't happen. I can't be in, with, in Michael's everything and practice God's character. Can't do it. It's not that complicated. So if I want to practice God's character and be God's character, I have to be with him. And so AA is just, Michael, give it up and get out of your world and go into God's world. There you go. And whatever tools you use, that's the deal all the time. So I, I, I use this all the time. I don't write it out anymore, but I use it all the time. I used to have a lot of fear. I lived in fear. And now I real fear is not even real. It's not even happening. It's false evidence appear real. I'll bring something in my head. I'll stew on it. It's not even happening. How ridiculous is that? Anybody ever done that? And so I heard this man say, and I mentioned it before, what's my source of information? It's my ego telling me, you better be afraid of this, Michael, because I don't want you in the now. Sandy Beach says, when you're in the now, your ego says, don't do that, because I don't want to have power of you. And so it's, it's very simple. Me or God all the time. Which world am I in? Michael's world or God's world? Which one works better? Let me know. And people come in AA and they're in their world and they don't know if this will work or they don't want to do all this. Well, how's that working for you? Try this and see if the world you end up living in is a lot better. We could talk about that. I'm going to shut up now. Bye.